everyone and welcome to the Foo for Thought podcast episode something. <laughs> uh, I'm here with Devon. Um, it is you. It is you. And uh, you may notice we are recording once again in our humble abode. That's right. And we have no Cyrus this week. Yeah. Uh, Cyrus is actually at an all Iranian swingers party. Yes. Which uh, he had to attend yeah. because he's Iranian. So... Uh, that's where he is, and we are here, and we are here to deliver another sweet, sweet episode to your ears. That's right. Yes. And to your eyes. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm on video. God damn it, I'm such an idiot. Uh, and to your eyes. Look at us. We're beautiful people. Yes. Um, yeah. Can we do a big reveal? Can we do that if I reveal that? You don't have to show. Wait, what's happening? This. Oh, yeah. Go That'd ahead. funny. Uh, Davin's not wearing any pants. No. Uh, you can't see, but Devin's not wearing any pants. No. Um, so she won't be getting up for this entire episode. No. Um, she is without pants. She is pantless, we say in the industry. Yeah. What industry? Um, before we get into the video proper, uh, I just want to say we're actually celebrating September. Uh, this is a month where the Kung Fu cinema community basically only watch and talk about Shaw films. Um, it's something... I don't know who created it. I'd be really interested to find out who created it. Um, but it was created, and then this just happens to be the big month for Shaw films. And uh, we wanted to do at least one Shaw Brothers film this month. Right. And we're doing one today. Before we jump into that, let's go ahead and chat about what we've been watching. Devin, do you have anything? Um... What did we watch recently? You ain't got shit. I know, wait, we watched a movie. What did we watch recently? Did we, I can't even think about what we watched. Oh my god, that's so sad. Oh, did Turtles. We did. We watched the uh, Mutant we, Mayhem, the new right, Teenage the an, Mutant Turtles. The film. animated one. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Sean was, yeah. It's distinctly average. <laughs> Very average. I enjoyed it. Poor script. Poor script. I thought it was um, fun. The animation is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's People will compare it to uh, Spider-Verse. It's really not like Spider-Verse. It's its own unique thing, I thought. Yeah, and I I was perfectly okay with the script. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that they had teenagers voicing the turtles. So did I. And, but, I yeah. enjoyed that. Okay, but yeah. I, I enjoyed many aspects of it. I thought the voice acting was very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the little, um, little like, big... What am I trying to say? Little Big. I thought the little voice work that they had done by big celebrities was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought like John Cena has like three lines in the film, but it's funny <laughs> that he's in it. Uh, but yeah, great voice acting, great art. I just I was let down by the plot and let down by the script, personally. I liked it. Didn't think much of it, but I'm definitely in the minority because it seems that most people really, really liked it. Yeah. So go ahead. If, you, uh, if you're into the idea of watching it, yeah. give it a watch. Um, oh, I watched Crank for the first time. That's like, is that like either you love it or you hate it? Do people, do a lot of people love it? Yes. Is it a big like cult like favorite? Yes. I did not care for it. Crank is hated fucking garbage. It. I'd never seen it before, but I heard people talk about it's it. It's garbage. Fucking hated it. It yeah. was no good. Yep. It was, um, ugh. It's ridiculous how many people like that film, and I don't, I don't understand. I don't, how, <laughs> I don't understand what they see in the film. Yeah. It's fucking awful. I don't get it. Uh, apparently, I, I I went on Twitter and basically expressed my concern <laughs> about Crank being awful, and a lot of people said Crank Two is much better. 
Um, I don't know. One ruined it for me, so I don't know if I have it in me I have to, no to interest. give it a second ago. I don't think I would ever watch the I have no one. interest in Crank 2. We, even if it's better. Yeah. Um, Can't do it. No, it's... it's. I don't even get it. Like, it's dull. That's the thing. It's a dull film. Like, with with it's such a with such a uh, adrenaline-fueled plot and idea, the film's fucking dull as hell. And the sex scene is weird. The action is weird. Everything's weird about that film. I don't care yeah, for it. Don't care for it. Yeah, not one of Statham's best. What is Statham's best? Interesting question. Interesting question. Statham's best film. And let's not include uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Spoken Barrels and Snatch. Because they're his best films, in my opinion. Okay. So let's take them out of the equation. Let's see. Let's say out of his Hollywood action films. What's his best Hollywood action film? Hmm. I enjoy the first Transporter. Yeah, a lot of people enjoy the first Transporter. I'm a fan of that as well. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, the most underrated that people don't talk about. Two. Two films are really, really underrated of his. One, Safe. Safe is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And Homefront. Not a lo- not enough people talk about Homefront. Which one is Safe you, again? Uh, Safe is the one with the little, I think she's Chinese girl, who like yeah. remembers the, I think, triad code. Or something, yeah. And uh, say the master protector. Homefront, you haven't seen. You refuse no. to watch it for some reason. It's him versus uh, Dave Franco. No, the other Franco. James Franco. James Franco. Yeah. What you said. It's good. It's really good. Um, yeah. The mechanic isn't very good. I mean, it's fine. It's not great. He's. It's not bad. You it's can okay. di- you can dismiss him in the Expendables. He's not great in the Expendables either. Hobbs and Shaw. No, I do like Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. I like a Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is pretty good. But then there's multiple there's multiple things about Hobbs and Shaw, like uh Dwayne Johnson and Idris Elba. There's a lot going on in, in Hobbs and Shaw. I am always shocked by how many people really dislike Hobbs and Shaw. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Personally, I really, really like it. Yeah. Um, I think it's like a ton of fun. I but then too. I think these days with modern action blockbusters, I think a lot of there's a lot of naysayers and a lot of negativity. People watched a new Aquaman trailer and me and Devon watched it and we're just like, Wow, that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh most people are like, Oh, that looks like trash. I, I don't get it. I don't get it personally. Like I, I, I get that people have superhero film fatigue. Uh it hasn't hit me yet, but it doesn't look trash. It looks like fun at least. We'll be seeing it. Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also looking to uh, looking forward to Statham's new film. We haven't had a trailer yet. It's called The Beekeeper, um, but David Ayer's directing it. Who directed Fury? Okay. Uh, training? No, he didn't do Training Day. Uh, Fury. What's that fucking? Uh, what's just the one with um, Keanu Reeves as a cop? <laughs> he's, he's been a cop, oh, in, oh, he's been a cop in eight films. Street Kings. Street Kings. Yes, David Ayer did that. Very good film. He also did Suicide Squad. Um, okay. Yeah, Street Kings is is uh, very good, film. really underrated, a very yeah. underrated film. Yeah, um, I have started watching a brand new TV series. I've I've been watching two TV 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 series is series is. Um, I started watching One Piece on Netflix, the live action One Piece, not the animated one or anime one. Um, started watching the live action One Piece. I'm two episodes down. I tell you what. Anyone out there, if you just want a fun as hell show, something you can sit back and it's an adventure and it's just really, really enjoyable and it's both silly and serious and the silliness doesn't 
the silliness doesn't overtake the show and make it like this goofy annoyance. It just adds to the charm. One Piece is incredible. I wish you'd watch it. Um, it's, one day. it's a whole lot of fun. And then I just started watching a new anime. Um, and it's actually a Chinese anime, not a Japanese uh, anime. And it's called Blade of the Guardians. Guys, if you're not watching this, watch it immediately. It's on YouTube, subtitled, and it is one of the best animes I've ever seen. It is it's got a lone wolf and cub vibe. It's this like um this uh sword for hire and his little son and it's basically all the shit he gets into. It's not goofy. I can't stand goofy animes with like uh, you know when they cry and all the water comes out of their eyes. I I can't stand that. This is totally serious, violent as hell. People get getting fucked up left, right, and center. Blood, decapitations. Ah, oh, so good. I'm into it. Good. Um, I did show Devin something interesting to do with Hong Kong cinema. I showed you the stunt from Fatal Termination. Do you remember that? No. Okay, I'm just going to say a few words and it'll jog her memory. Yeah. The stunt with the little girl. Oh! Yeah, I didn't like that. You didn't care for that. I didn't care for that at all. If no one's seen it, um, so there's a film called Fatal Termination. And Era 4444 just put it out on Blu-ray and I picked it up. It has what I think, personally, is the most infamous stunt of all time. It is absolutely notorious. It involves a little girl being dangled outside of a car. Outside of a moving car. Moving car as the car drives seemingly 60 miles per hour. Not not happy about that at all. I was not a fan. I instantly was just like, nope. And I stopped looking at it. I don't like it. It is 100%. Yeah, there. No, I don't care how many safety precautions. This is a child. And I'm just, I'm not okay. Not okay with it. Yeah, I think the most fucked up thing about the stunt is if you watch it, um, the child is absolutely in tears as the stunt's right. happening. Apparently, the uh, makers of the film were just like, oh, she's an actress. She's acting. This is a child. She's, this is a little girl. There's no out. way as she's being dangled out of this car, as it's moving, is she like, okay, yeah. there's the camera. Let me focus. Let me work on my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my you character. My right. My character in this scene is uh, life is in danger. Let me work up some tears and cry. Yeah. Fuck that. This kid is like, what, five? If it's acting. She deserves an Oscar. Yeah. Because she's incredible. She's like five. Uh, it's quite obvious she's yeah, bawling that's a, because yeah. she's a child. They can kiss my ass. She's crying because she's scared. No. Not okay. Uh, I will say this. The stunt, depending on how you look at it, is the highlight of the movie in terms of like how big the set pieces are. The movie is actually pretty bad. Uh, I wasn't a big fan at all, but that stunt is the thing that stands out because it's bonkeroonies. Not okay. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. Um, all right, I guess we can get into the film, because we haven't really let's, watched anything else. No, let's so get into it. Let me get my notes in. out. Um, we are discussing today, 1978's Shaolin Mantis, a.k.a. The Deadly Mantis. That's how it was released in the U.S. Uh, directed by Lau Ka Lung, um, starring David Chang. I've got no notes. This is going off the top of my head. I'm impressed. David Chang. Um, Cecilia Wong. Is it Cecilia Wong or Cecilia Wang? Yes. 
Okay, thank you. Uh, Cecilia Wong, I think. I'm going to look that up in a second. Uh, Lily Lee, Norman Chu, Lee Hoi Sang pops up. Gordon Liu pops up. Uh, Wilson Tong's in the mix. If you think about it, oh, Lao Kar Wing is like the main villain. Um, if you think about it, this film has, honestly, I would challenge anyone to find a more stacked cast in terms of kung fu talent than this film. I know there are probably films out there that have maybe slightly more. This film is stacked to the gills with uh, incredible kung fu actors. Uh, yeah, 1978 film, uh, fight choreography, obviously, by Lao Kar Lung. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to ask Devin, what did you think of Shaolin Mantis? Um, Initially... I was just very meh. Okay. Um, but then after a certain point, I was like, "All right, this is better." And so I would say that I enjoyed it. At what point did you feel like the film got better, or is it the most obvious point? Yeah, after they got married and all the shit started to go down. Okay. Everything before that, I was very like, "Ugh." Really? Yes. I was bored. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but once, once shit start to you mean to once the fighting started absolutely okay <laughs> yes then i was like all right fine then uh then it you know kicked it up a notch and then i was i was good to go it certainly kicks it up a notch because all the <sighs> sorry i we'll get in never mind i'll wait till go we on, go uh, on. no i'll wait until we start talking about right. it properly um overall you found it an okay watch though yes okay uh overall an enjoyable watch okay um Guys, Charlotte Mantis, a film for years I was not a fan of. Looking back now, I must have been smoking PCP. This film, for me, I think is top five Shaw Brothers. Oh, yeah. This film, why does it not get talked about more? It is absolutely i'm gonna drop a hard f now fucking phenomenal phenomenal film and if i can just kind of overrule devon for a second the build-up to this film like the first whatever hour or however long it is is fantastic it's really really good it builds things up very very well the plot is genuinely interesting it's fascinating the way things move forward i absolutely loved i i loved everything about this film i i unlike you i wasn't bored at any point i guess like the 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 lead up i just had i got i had questions oh i got questions about things that were happening and i just that was a lot of what my notes were just questioning literally maybe two aspects of this movie just over and over again and and yeah waiting for fights by the way this is a full-size can i'm just really really big (laughs) that's the dumbest thing i've ever said yeah um yeah it was lame wasn't it (laughs) i can edit that out (laughs) um I was absolutely fascinated by this film i loved it i thought there were thematic uh uh there's a thematic like i guess what i'm trying to say is there are serious themes to dive into and discuss and i think i'm going to talk about those in a minute um i think this film has depth 
I think it talks about multiple things on multiple levels. Okay. Um, I thought the acting was phenomenal. Uh, I I love the characters. I think the characters are really really good. And considering David Chang is known as being like a lead, a, a fantastic leading man in Shaw Brothers, but he's known for not being the best martial artist in the world. He looks amazing on screen. Which one is David Chang? The lead. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah, he looks great. Yeah, he he looks amazing on screen. Uh in the, this film this film is in his top 3 martial arts performances. So okay. it's this, The Loot and The Challenger. Okay. I think are in his top 3. Uh this ah oh, this film. I loved it. I loved it. Top 5 Shaw Brothers for me. Top 5. It's up there with um yeah, the likes of I love. I'm not going to talk. I love my young auntie. That's another one. But um, yeah, my young, I guess. I guess my top five Shaw Brothers films. There'd probably be three Lau Kar Lung films in there. Four. Oh wow! I think it would be my young auntie, Shaolin Mantis, Heroes of the East, Fist of the White Lotus, or Clan of the White Lotus. I think I'd have four Lau Kar Lung films in my top five Sha- uh, Shaolin. Uh, top five Shaw Brothers. Okay. Interesting. I have a question for you. Sir. Why is this film called Shaolin Mantis? So, for the longest time, I was wondering why this film was, yeah, called that too, because other than that opening, I was waiting for the Mantis to happen. Um, But why it's Shaolin, I have no idea. I am willing to... I don't know if I'm wrong. If I'm completely wrong, then please correct me, everyone, because I could be completely wrong. When this film was released in Hong Kong, was the actual translation Shaolin Mantis? Because if so, what were they thinking? This film has nothing to do with Shaolin. No. Shaolin isn't even mentioned no. in this film. Yeah. There is one Shaolin monk in this film, which we'll get to very, very early, played by Gordon Liu, mm-hmm. and you do not see Shaolin for the rest of this film. Yeah. To be honest, you do not see Mantis in this film until the last 20 minutes. Yeah, at one point my note was, uh, or once that happened, I was like, oh, so there is going to be Mantis in this. Oh, yeah. Because I thought we were going to go through this whole movie without That would without be crazy. It. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. So Cause... can you give us your Mantis fist? No. You can't do Mantis. No, I don't remember. You don't remember? Yeah, I don't remember. You going to try? Scared. Go on. Now I'm scared. Good to go. Um, All right, you're close. Um, I see one finger. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold it up for the camera. Pretty much. Is that it? Kind of like that. Finger down. Finger down? Like. Oh. Yeah, close. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Mantis Fist. <laughs> now, before we dump, uh, dump, before we jump into the film uh, proper, uh, what do you think of Mantis Fist? The actual Kung Fu style. Because this is your second time seeing Mantis Fist. What was the first? Uh, it's actually in Warriors 2, the, uh, the lead villain. You're going to ask me which one Warriors 2 was. No, I think I remember. Okay, the Maybe. lead villain actually uses Mantis Fist in that. Um, it's fine. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Still, it's not my fave. No, no, it's my favorite style. Yes, you've told me that. I'm a big fan of what Mantis is Fist. Is my favorite. Now that I think about it. Oh, I like this discussion. I don't know what my favorite would be. No. Give me an example of of each of them. Well, Tiger Claw. Right. Uh, Wing Chun. You know, you know what yeah, Wing yeah. Chun is. Yeah. 
Um, what else have we seen? Snake's Tower, which you didn't even notice, so you can't really talk about that. Right. Um, Leopard Fist, which I don't know if we've seen. Drunken Boxing, you don't like. No, I don't. Um, what else have we seen so far? Uh, okay, I don't know if I have a favorite yet. No? I don't think so. Crane Style, that, 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 that was from, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Heroes yeah. of the East, he does a Crane Style at the end to fight Yasuaki Karata. I did enjoy Heroes of the East. Yeah, the Crane Style's really good in that, too. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Crane, I'll say so far. Okay. Okay. I think we've seen some interesting ones in Clan of the White Lotus. You probably don't remember this. Uh, he, he learns the sewing style. Do you remember that? Because he fights him with needles at the end? No. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. That's fair. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead and jump into the film and talk about it. Yeah. Uh, the film opens with some pretty dope opening credits. Uh, we get a bit of Mantis. Oh, by the way, I forgot. I was looking at my notes. Firstly, A, it's Cecilia Wong. And secondly, Lau Kar Lung was not the sole choreographer of this film. Wilson Tong also um, uh, choreo- choreographed this film. Uh, by the way, this film was uh, written by the guy who wrote, get this, get this for a, a list of films. He wrote The Magic Blade, Five Super Fighters, Monkey Kung Fu, Warriors 2, Killer Constable, and Erotic Ghost Story. That's some heavy hitters right there. (laughs) And this is the first ever film to focus on Northern Mantis Kung Fu. Um, So my my first thing was, when the credits start, uh, you get a bit of Mantis fist. Sure. And my first thought was, if you are unfamiliar with the Mantis fist... This could look a bit silly. Yes. This could look a bit silly, especially David Chang's little pointy hat. I hated that. I hated that. I don't know why they do that. Trying to make him look like a bug. They are. I didn't care. I I don't like it either. I don't know why. I thought it made him look very silly. I get it, but it's a bit daft. It is a bit silly. And yeah, if you don't know, like the 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 where Mantis Fist comes from, which they show in the film where it comes from, or what it's meant to do, the opening credits could be a bit silly and a bit off-putting, uh, because the man, like, they just throw Mantis Fist in your face and, and it's like, okay. Me, who's familiar with it, I'm like, okay, this makes perfect sense, but Devin, you might have been a bit like, what the hell is this? No, I mean, I know, that seemed pretty, you know, like a standard thing to do throughout the films that uh, all the films that we've watched. So I wasn't surprised by it at all. That's true. Um, so the film starts and it jumps right into it. There right. is no messing around with this film. Right. Um, David Chang, his son is brought to the emperor. No, a father brings his son, who is David Chang, to the emperor and says, "Hey, my son, he knows shit. Right. He knows poetry. He knows kung fu. He knows literature. Right. He's a learned man. A learned man." And the emperor goes, oh, he is? He's my son now. Or he's mine now. He's going to hang around with me and just discuss poetry and shit. Yeah. Right? But first, display some of your kung fu. First, display some kung fu. And uh, David Chang is uh, fought, not forced, but asked to fight Gordon Liu. And another guy. And Lee Hoi Sang. Yeah. Which we've seen in a trillion films so yes. far. I'm sure you recognize him. Yes. Uh, Lee Hoi Sang plays a Mongolian wrestler style. Right. Uh, don't care for that fight that much. Yeah. But uh, Gordon Liu uh, plays a Shaolin monk. A little cameo by Gordon Liu. I wonder sometimes. Yes. So tell them 
going to lose style because I'm sure you have stuff to say about his style. It was like headbutting. He was throwing his head around. That choreography must be hard to learn. I didn't like it. You didn't? No. You didn't care for that? I did not care for it. That was the first note I made about this movie. Um, and it was Gordon Liu, uh, that fight scene. And I was just like, and my, my words are, oh, Gordon Liu, what are they doing? I did not like that fight. He's literally just <laughs> throwing him, you know, basically trying to attack him with his head. And I didn't like it. You could say he's giving him head. You could say he's giving him head. Yeah! Dun, dun. No. No? No. All right. <laughs> nice try, though. I'm you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it at all. Um, it was terrible. Obviously, Devin hasn't watched a wealth of Kung Fu movies. Uh, so I guess I have to tell you, that style, very tropey. You see it in a lot of Kung Fu films. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, specifically, there is a guy who does it in Drunken Master, the original Drunken Master. No thanks. Yeah. Okay, not, not a, a the headbutting style. No, not at all. all right. I just, ugh, it's a waste. A waste of my dude. A waste of my guy. Devin loves some Lou. I like Lou, and I was just, I wanted better for him. <laughs> you wanted more. Yes. Um, also, it's really shocking, because David Chang doesn't just beat these guys, he kills them. Apparently, mm-hmm. which seems extreme. He deafens Gordon Liu. Oh, right. He was bleeding from his ear. He was. Yeah. Deafens him and kills him, which is really fucked up. Yeah, that's very, you know, it's a bit excessive for just a demonstration yeah. of your skill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're disposed of pretty quickly. Just random cameos thrown in there. Uh, and then the, the emperor goes, oh, hey, you guys, you can fight. You can fight. So guess what? I got some shit for you today. <laughs> and I'm really sitting in the sun. I'm just realizing how mm-hmm. much light is on me. We probably should have closed the shades. But uh, I look like an angel. <laughs> in the arms of the angels. Do we want to shift over? No, I'm good. You sure? I'll tell you what. what? I'm hot. Yeah. I'm piping hot. Do you want to close the shades? No, I'm good. Okay. Speaking of pipes, let's get back into the film. Yes. Oh, like how I did that? Yes. Nice. Um... Yes, so the Empress says, what we're going to have you do. We believe that... Wait, what does pipes have to do with it? He uses a pipe to fight at the end. The old oh, man. That's later. Okay. Yeah, but it was a good segue. Got it. Sorry. <sighs> she doesn't know how to do this presenting stuff. I'm a, I'm an old... Uh, what's the phrase? I'm an old something at this? Oh, um... I'm an old dog. <laughs> what's the phrase? <laughs> um... um... Oh shit! I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I don't remember how it goes. You, let's just old, say you're an expert. I'm an you're expert. You're a seasoned expert. I'm a, I'm a seasoned vet. Seasoned veteran. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to sum up the plot? So, Emperor is like, "Hey, there's some people trying to rebel and against me and overthrow me. I want you to infiltrate this rebellious group and send back information. But if you don't," If it takes you uh, three months, then your father's going to be promoted from his like government position. Demoted. Demoted, sorry. From his government position. If it takes you six months, we're going to throw your whole fucking family in jail. And if it takes you a year, then we are going to execute everyone. Which is mental. It's incredibly mental. It's a mental plot point. Something that he literally has 
no control over. He could infiltrate, but he's like, what if I, you know, how can he can't control how quickly that he gets information? He can't control uh, how quickly information becomes available to him. And so it's a grind. He's on a grind, baby. It's just, yeah. I was just like, God damn. Yeah, it's it's a kind of crazy plot, but I like the see that's what I like about this film. It's very cleverly made because this film could be, hey, there's some rebels, they're rebelling against me, I need you to infiltrate the family, find out what's going on, and then get back to me. Easy film, very easy, simple. That would have been a Kung Fu movie. But Lao Kar Lung, or the writer of this film, goes, No. I'm going to throw in an extra twist where not only does he have to infiltrate this family, but he has to do it in a specific timeline, uh, time crunch. There is a threat in this film. There is a constant weight of what he has to do being urgent. There's a sense of urgency in this film. That is bloody good filmmaking. (laughs) That's smart. That's good. They didn't need to include that. It's great writing. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, So he goes, I don't like it. Right, and I'll do but it. And yeah, basically he has no choice. Yep. So we're going to fast forward a little bit. There's these, a little bit of hijinks, right? I was confused. Uh, you're talking about when he gets to whatever the name of this town is. Mm-hmm. And we're introduced to What's-Her-Face. Mm-hmm. What's her name again? Cecilia Wong is the actress. Yeah. What's her character's name? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Che Che. Che Che? Yeah. Chi Chi. Chi Chi. It's C-H-I-H. Chi Chi. I called her Angry Chi. Because, um, and it's just of, you know, we get to this place and she's basically, uh, beating up or trying to get an old man beating up who turns out to be a teacher and she's basically kicking him out of her school. And I was very confused. Her home. Well, I didn't know that. She was just talking about him as a teacher. Didn't know that she lived there. Oh, yeah. I thought it was just her school. Got you, got you, got you. You know? Oh, you thought she was kicking the teacher out of school. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And I was just like, why is she being like this? I was like, why is she? I was like, who is she? I was like, she's a terrible person. Why is she beating up and pestering this old man um, who's just trying to teach? And I was just like, how does she have the authority to even kick him out of this school? I can see how that might be confusing. Yeah. Yeah. And um and then uh she meets um what's his name again? Wei Fong. Yeah. Uh meets him. Uh and he she tries to convince him to be uh her new teacher and I just instantly did not like her. She was annoying. She was obnoxious. Well she's a, a petulant child. But here's the thing though, this girl looks like she's twenty. So then it once I then as you know, as it progressed, and you know, we're into this still, still thinking this was her, this was a school, and she's bouncing all around. Then I'm just like, wait a second, how old is she supposed to be? And then we were introduced to her mother and her aunt, and then they're talking about her grandfather, and I was just like, is this not a school? I was like, is this their house? <laughs> and then that's when I realized what's happening. Like, okay, this was a, this was because I thought she was referring to like a martial art, because especially she's you know trying to fight and wants to learn how to fight and show off her skills. So I thought this was a martial arts school and she's just like fuck off old man and that's what i thought was happening okay then i realized that he's that he was just an actual teacher and this is her house so basically a tutor and i'm and then as she's doing her thing and just being yeah this bratty acting like this bratty girl i'm just like how old is she how old is she supposed to be and then as it further unfolds and like he agrees to be her teacher 
And then he's teaching her to read and write. And I'm just like, hold the fucking phone. How does she not know how to read and write? And I just kept coming back to how old is she? Okay. And then even when they got married, I was just like, if she's supposed to be a child. And I was like, ew, is this like a child bride situation? She's not meant to be a child. No. She acts like one. How A child like what? How old do you think she's supposed to be? 20? 21? Fuck no. The way she acts. Yeah, she's just a, she's just a, like you said, a brat, like a, like a bitch, basically. No, that was more, no, she was acting like she's fucking 13. Oh, no, 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 I disagree. And... No, no, she was acting that. I don't think, I don't think he, she was meant to be 13. Mm-hmm. Though, I will say this. Lily Lee plays her mother. Lily Lee in this film looks like she's about 20. Yeah, they look like they're, tw- yeah, they look like they're sisters. I was like, this woman's supposed to be her mother. Lily Lee in real life was six years older than Cecilia Wong. Oh, okay. So but yeah, she couldn't have been her mother. 100%. That whole time, I was just baffled by how old this girl was supposed to be. Because the way she was playing her, I thought she was acting like a, t- a-, a 13-year-old. Maybe even younger. The whole bouncing and jumping up on the chairs. I was just like, what is she doing? Now you've got me questioning. Yeah, she was jumping was up. Right. On, she was just jumping up, randomly jumping up on a table. And she was tripping him. I'm, uh-uh-uh. Now, I will say this. The reading and writing part, I think reading and writing back in those days was a privilege. I think only rich people learn how to write. But she's then. been rich. So why is she learning so late? I, I, I guess you're right. Right. And so, or is it a thing because she's that way? Because clearly this is also something that I, you know, that I, as the film unfolds and I realize it, she's never left that mansion, right? That manor or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't think so. So then maybe that's why, because she's She's been so sheltered and maybe that explains why she's acting the way she is. But I just, she confused me. You want me reassessing this film a little bit. She confused me and I didn't care for it i didn't i didn't care for her for the majority of the film it's like a, and then yeah when they got married i was especially like what the hell is going on here that's really interesting i never thought of that i saw her as a 20 year old and just a, a no way a, a ditzy annoying bitchy 20 year old no way but i now that you're saying that i think i'm wrong I think she's meant to be 16 or, or yeah. 15 in this film. Right. I think you're right. Yep. I think I'm wrong. Yep. Sound off in the comments below. How old yes. do you think <laughs> in this film? Yeah. Um, I, that's uh, a yeah. really interesting point. And then, yeah. And so if they... Ugh. And so which makes her marriage disturbing. Especially since she says that they've had sex. They haven't. Right. She says they have. Right. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, anyway. so David Chang uh, gets hired as the teacher. Uh, he goes in, he talks to the mother, talks to the grandfather. The grandfather is the person basically who is the head of the rebels that he's infiltrating. And um, so he, he gets hired as the, as the teacher and he gets shown around the house. The house, I'm going to say it now, it's goddamn flames. Yes. It's a flames house. Yes. And each room has incredible names to it. Do you remember them? Oh, darn it. There's, um, the only one I remember is Crouching Tiger for obvious reasons. That's the easiest one. Yeah. Um, Something Dragon. 
Um. Uh, Cyrus just texted me. Sorry. Okay. Uh. Sorry, I'm texting. See, this is this is professional. <laughs> But he's saying that he's coming over to pick me up, and I don't want him to come and pick me up because we're in the middle of the podcast. Oh. Uh, so uh, I'm just going to say, still recording, heading over to your... In this country, when you say, when you refer to someone's house, I maybe this may be the dumbest thing I've ever said. <laughs> would you say, I'm coming over to yours? Yeah, you can say that. Yours. That's fine. I know. I know. A lot of Americans just go your place. I'm coming yeah. over to your place. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if that was a British thing. How long ago did he send that? I don't know. I hope he's not actually like here. No, he's not. Okay. He asked me first. Okay, good. Um, sorry, I need to pull up my notes now. Sorry for the interruption, but that was a little cameo from. Oh my god, why am I in this light? I there told you, you just cha- just close the blinds. Try close the blinds. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna get up. I've got pants on, so I'm okay. I'm gonna get up. <laughs> Hold on one second. Keep talking. Right. Oh, your soda, babe. Oh shit. Oh shit in hell. <laughs> oh what a mess. Oh no, he knocked over his soda and spilled soda everywhere on our carpet. Now, oh my lord, it's all gone wrong, you guys. It's all gone wrong. This is uh action happening. In the moment. So now I'm left on my own to entertain you folks. You got it? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Sorry, everyone. This is the worst podcast. <laughs> this is an absolute shambles. Uh, I'm going to close the blinds now. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare over here. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. So, oh, give him a song. Yeah, I'm not even sure which song I would sing. Sing the Do, do, do. I don't know. What was that? I don't know. What's the Shaw Brothers theme? Did you get the carpet? No, I didn't get the carpet. Did it spill on the carpet? Absolutely, it did. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Ugh. Terrible. Right here. Yeah. Ginger ale. More like ginger fail. (laughs) Some comedic genius from our host. And about to trip over one of Moon's toys. Alright, I'll clean that up better once we're done. And he's back. Better? That's much better. I I just spilled it on the back of my leg as well. Oh, I did. Never mind. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, where were my notes? Sorry, guys. That was. I, I'm not even going to edit that out because I came up with an amazing ginger ale joke. So that's not that's not going anywhere. Wasted your precious ginger ale. I did. I did. Let's see. Shame. So we were talking about he's at the the manor now. We were talking about Boy, the rooms. Fat people in kung fu films are always called fatty. Yeah. And this one is called chubby. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, one thing I said about this film is that I want someone to go, Sean has arrived! Every time I walk into a room. Because that's what happens to Lau Kar Wing. He walks into a room and is just like, he has arrived! So, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh my god, I'm out of breath. I can't believe it. The okay. names of the rooms. I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay, I'm just making sure you didn't forget where we were. Uh, Lily Lee and Pointy Sideburns. Okay, here oh, we yeah. go. 
Um, so one of the rooms, this is really weird. I found this really weird, right? One of the rooms is called Crouching Tiger Room, which she just said. Correct. One of the rooms is called Flying Dragon. Okay. Crouching Tiger, Flying Dragon, anyone? Uh, one of the rooms is called Phoenix Dance, which is oh, awesome. Oh, right, right, right. That's what my bedroom is now called. Phoenix Dance Room. <laughs> Phoenix you Dance. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then my favorite one was the Galloping Horse Room. Yes, that's right. Galloping yeah, Horse. Like and they explain why that's called Galloping Horse a little later. Yes. Uh, and it's it's kind of a funny, uh, funny description. Um, so he gets shown around the room and uh, the house and he's told... You gotta stay in this part of the house. You cannot go wandering. It's yeah. a bit like um, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh right. When you know, if you've seen the film or read the book, you can't go wandering around Dracula's uh, house, right? Castle. Right. You can only go certain areas. Right. And there's like a courtyard that he has to stay away from. Yes, yes. You can't go on a courtyard because that's where all the shenanigans are going down, where Lao Carwing is plotting against the emperor. Right. Um. So. We get a little bit of teaching, David Chang's teaching, uh, Chi-Chi, the fundamentals of poetry. Yeah. Then she... Uh, teaching her how to read. How to read, how to write. Uh, stuff and... And she writes like a... Yeah. Like an idiot, quite yeah. frankly. And she writes so hard. Yeah. And again, I probably wrote like that when I... Maybe she was a kid. Oh, I'm convinced she's a child now. Thank you. Or like a teenager. Um, so she falls in love with David Chang, basically. Right. Um, as he's holding her hand and writing with her, she like stares Just up at stares him. stares up at him dreamily. Like you do to me. That's right. Whenever I help you write. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she falls in love and uh, the plot moves forward a little bit. And uh, what happens next? Oh, that's right. Basically, Lao Kar Wing finds out. It doesn't tell us how he finds out, but he finds out that David Chang has been sent by the Emperor to foil his rebellion. And he basically tells uh, Chi Chi, oh yeah, we're going to kill him. Well, that's, well, first, well, uh, he, uh, more time has gone by and he's like, I got to get home. I got to, you know, go see uh, my parents. And he wants to leave. But uh, Grandpa's like, no, like you can't leave. Yeah. Um, no one leaves here. Um, and he asks uh, Chi Chi to ask to talk to him for uh, talk to him for him. Um, but then he just goes himself, and then that's when they're just like, you know. Sh- then oh, this is after he finds out. So he's like, sure, you can leave if you want. And so, um, but then yeah, Chi Chi realizes that no, it's all a plot. Like they uh, believe that he's a spy. And that he can't leave, that they're going to kill him. So she tells her grandpa, you can't kill him. Like, you get in the timelines mixed up a little bit, but that's I? okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, but she's like, you can't kill him because uh, uh, we got down to business. Yeah. And, uh, and they ha- now have to get married. Yeah. So she says, we did the, we did the sexy thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lao Kao Wing is, is very disappointed, not happy at all. In fact, no one in the family is right. happy. Um, so I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here. Not okay. a tangent. It's about the film. Okay. So what this film does that's really interesting is it explores this family in a very, very interesting way. Um, so there's very much a matriarch of the family mm-hmm. and there's very much a patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. However, they are very separated from each other in this film. Yes. Very separated. And the females in this film, the women are afterthoughts afterthoughts silenced 
not allowed to say anything essentially right have no standing have in no the house. autonomy have no economy autonomy not economy did you say autonomy, autonomy. and i said economy yeah. yeah okay they have no economy either i don't know what that means but they have none of that uh they have no biology and uh yeah so they no autonomy uh they are completely relegated to being less than the men Right, and it's there. It's the 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 dudes, or mainly Grandpa. His word goes. Yes, yes. By the way, who's you know Lily Lee, the mother? Yes. Who's she married to? She said that her husband died. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Widow. Okay. Uh, her husband died a long time ago, which makes things even more interesting because her husband is not in the picture, and I imagine if he was, then maybe some kind of. Uh, mishmash, not mishmash, right? And uni- then unification of the women and men. And it seems like I get the the feeling that she wasn't allowed to remarry. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And then it made right. it sound like her sister, I guess, or uh, Chi-Chi's aunt, has never been married. Yes, yes, and I, I think I think that's the really interesting thing about this film is that it very much separates the men from the women, and this household is a household divided. And the interesting thing is that David Chang brings complete chaos to the household mm-hmm. through uniting the men and women by marrying marrying Chi-Chi and mm-hmm. actually talking to Chi-Chi, actually being in a relationship, being loving to Chi-Chi, being maybe intimate with Chi-Chi. And he, he basically brings chaos because he talks to his wife and he is in a relationship and the coldness between the two different genders when it's bridged it causes complete mess but then again jesus christ what a fucking nightmare (laughs) but then again like before like she you know she states how she's her grandfather's favorite and how she tends to be very affectionate to him and I and you know I guess he indulges her, but then those those indulgences have never have never been um, counter to any of his like I guess objectives for her. Yeah. So it never really mattered. I yeah. guess. It's it's uh, it's a it's a it's a fascinating film. There are layers there. There's there's interesting themes there mm-hmm. because also the interesting fact is towards the end the matriarchy rebels against right. the patriarchy. And yeah, and Chi Chi's pretty like devastated because, you know, her she I think yeah, she's under the impression that because being his favorite that he would begrudgingly just kind of go along with what she wanted. But yeah, she yeah. got that hard lesson that nope. No. It doesn't matter what she Yeah, wants. yeah. It's 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 really it's really fascinating that the 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 women in the film they finally die. <laughs> they do die. Yes. Yes. So their rebellion against their own rebellion. Keep in mind that the males are plotting a rebellion themselves against the emperor, but the ladies' rebellion ultimately results in their demise. Yep. Ironic. I think so. Yep. So very interesting themes in this film. Um, also, something I wanted to add is so far we've been talking about the film and we haven't mentioned any fight scenes. There's like moments where there's kung fu scattered through, especially from Cecilia Wong early on. She likes to do a bit of kung fu, yeah. practicing in the garden. Right. There's little bits here and there that pop but up. But no real, nothing, 
Nothing big till no, nothing nothing heavy. Yeah. No, no. So they get married and uh David Chang basically so there's this little piece of paper that has a list of all the factions of rebellion in the north and south. Like our wing tucks it away, David Chang sees that it's been tucked away, he steals it. And then he goes, oh, I want to go and see my parents. I want to introduce my parents to Chi-Chi. Right. Um, so in order to do that, I'm going to have to leave the uh, the, the premises. Right. Um, so in we should say his family has already been, his dad's already been Already promoted, been in jail. Yeah, demoted. And then they've, and been, then put they've been put in jail. Yes. So they're in jail. So um, he obviously wants to go back and, and A, help the emperor yeah like he knows you know the time has just gone by and he knows what's you know it's past like the deadline and so he he needs to leave yeah and uh (laughs) uh lakar wing says something very interesting he goes sure sure you can leave you can definitely leave uh all you have to do is what does he say about the five Um... five something Pay respects to the five. Is it five elders? An- elders or ancestors? Yeah, something like that. Which basically means you have to go through five challenges in order to leave my abode. Right. That's when shit steps up. Right. 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 So, before we go there, I want to ask you a question again. Yes. Who's the villain in this film? Hmm. At this point, I would have said uh, Grandpa. Well, I still say Grandpa. Grandpa's a villain? Yeah. Okay. There's just, unbeknownst to me, there's just more than one. Is the Emperor a villain? Yes. Is David Chang a villain? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Like, the whole thing, like, he's not there of his own free will. You know, his family was threatened so begrudgingly he he's going there and trying to do this to save his family and technically he's not he didn't go there to hurt anyone it just you know but for him to be able to leave they're making him fight they're making him defend himself so he defends himself and then in his wife being murdered he goes back to avenge her and then also get the information that he needs so he can free his family. Yeah, I think personally, I think there is a way you can look at this film in which David Chang is a villain and sure. not a villain. I think there's two perspectives because right. he is working through the Emperor. Granted, Devon's right. He's not doing it of his yeah. own free will. Right. But he is working for the Emperor and he is doing shady, shiesty shit. Right. He's also conned a woman into a, a teenager <laughs> into a marrying teenager. him and he is... Although that was her idea, not his. True, but he went along with it. So That's that very true. Well. Uh, so he infiltrated the family. He's, you know, he is trying to do some shiesty shit. It. So there's a way of looking like he's he's walking this line right between villainy and and kind of hero of the film. Personally, I don't think there's a hero in this film. I don't yeah. think he's a villain, but I don't think there's a necessarily a hero in this film. Even though David Chang does some heroic shit later on, yes, uh, which is avenge the death of his uh, his wife. Uh, but I think it's I think it plays with the idea of villainy and heroics as well. Um, I will say this. Uh, David Chang in this film is not your typical Shaw Brothers hero. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um, so, yep, yeah, he says you got five challenges. 
trying to find my notes. <laughs> Cyrus is still texting me. Um, yes. So I said, <laughs> I said, as soon as the five tests come along, uh-huh. I in my notes I went, you you know it's on and popping now. You know something's gonna go down. Yeah, my note was this movie got good when he married the child. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Um, so the tests begin. Right. So, oh, yeah. So we didn't mention that she um, have has uh, uncles who live there. Yes. And so the tests are uh, fighting against uh, her uncles. Norman Chu, Wilson Tong. They're two of them. Yeah. Um, why? And you, I'm talking to the audience now. Kung Fu cinema fans, why is Shaolin Mantis not talked about when people discuss the greatest weapons film of all time? It was on and popping with yeah, with the weapons. This film is a is a weapons film. Yeah, my my favorite got popped out later. Yeah, later on, it definitely does. Very excited about. Definitely does. Um, this film is straight up weapons based for mm-hmm. a good twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's can you name them all? Let's go through them. So swords, swords. There's a there's twin swords right. as well. Shield. There's a shield. Trident. Yeah. Uh, this is it. Is it called a saber? Or no. Oh, uh, a guandao. They do call it a saber in the film. You're absolutely oh, okay. right. Okay. A guandao. I think it's a guandao. It's no. It's not a guandao. It's like the half handle, half blade one. Something um, we'll call it saber. It's a saber. Um, you get twin daggers later on. You get you put the you got the the sticky thing with the 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 red like tassel-y thing, and the blade. Oh, the spear. Yeah, is that just a spear? Just a spear. Because also he used at one point he just used a staff. Just a staff. Oh, yeah. staff and spear. Okay, staff fine. and spear. Okay, Lily it. Lee, nice with the spear. Yes. Nice. Yeah. She's 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 flames. Yeah, she was. Uh, Lily Lee also completely underrated. She needed to be more. She's so good. Yeah, she she's was good. such a good martial artist. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. Uh, and then go on. Your favorite weapon pops up later on. The three section staff. Why, when people talk about the best three section staff fights in kung fu cinema history, do they not mention Shaolin Mantis? David Chang using the three section staff in this film is unbelievable. I love the three three section staff. It's It's, great. I I, honestly, guys, I love this film. It's such a cool. It's such a cool weapon. The last, the last twenty five minutes just blew me away, and the weapons work is so good. Lao Kar Lung. No one does Lao Kar Lung uh, choreography like Lao Kar Lung. He's so unique. Yeah. And I have something to say about the choreography or about how certain actors are. uh, utilize Lao Kaolin's choreography a little bit later. Um, but once things kick off, I mean, the first... This is how crazy it is. There is a fight scene where David Chang is just using a shield, yes. and it's amazing. Uh, his his wife has a sword, he has right. a shield. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing, which I think is also... I may be... I may be jumping here, or maybe reaching, I should say. I think the sword and shield has something to do with the selfishness of David Chang. He is protecting himself, Mm -hmm. and his wife is rebelling with using the attacking weapon, the sword weapon. So he's doing, he's like the selfish man who's protecting himself, and she is 
Oh, I had a different perspective. Oh, go ahead. He he is using more of a self defense as uh, to be chivalrous and having her letting her have the attacking weapon. So he is essentially showing his real love for her. Yeah. Through weapons. Yeah. Yeah. I like yours much better. I like yours much better. I yeah. think I think that's a much better yeah. idea. He's letting her have the sword, so she has so a better chance of protecting, he's protecting herself. Protecting so... her, yeah. and she is able to protect herself at the same time. Correct. Yeah, that's good. All right. Yeah, you're better than me. <laughs> uh, good job. Thank you. Um, I just have to do that because you have bare thighs. I'm sure. Um, so great fights. We we get. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Even the trident was great in this. It's a heavy trident. I was. When I first saw it, I was like, I don't know. But it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And then um, we have a pair of them. The the big, the big kind oh, of those shit, guys. Oh, shit, the butterfly swords. Yes, the those Wim guys. The butterfly swords. Those guys were in there, too. They were in there. David mm-hmm. Chang uses everything in this film. Yeah. Um, they were cool, too. There's actually a film, a, a, a Shaw Brothers film, a Venom mob film mm-hmm. that's dedicated to tridents. Really? They use nothing but tridents in it. Interesting. Yeah, and it's really good. Really? Yeah, it's called Masked Avengers. Okay. And uh, we might we might cover that one at some point. Okay. Yeah, it's a purely weapon based uh, Venom's film, and it's it's they all use tridents. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mini tridents, not not as big as that. Oh, okay. Yeah, mini tridents, but it's good. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, I think there's a film called I might get this wrong, guys. Someone can correct me. Is it Magnificent Ruffians where someone uses a large trident as well? Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um. So basically, he has to do the five trials. So he has to go from uncle to uncle to uncle to go on. Answer the phone. Hey, Cyrus, what's up? This is Cyrus. He's got he got a cameo. Cyrus. Hey. Go on speakerphone. <laughs> Should I put him on speaker? Oh, hold on. Go on, Cyrus. You're live. Hi, first time caller, guys. Great. Welcome really to like welcome to stuff. the podcast. Thank you so much. My name's Charles. I don't know who that Cyrus character is. <laughs> Hi, Charles. I just had a question. I don't know where you are in your podcast. It's segmented beautifully. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, I have one question. Okay. Um, okay, so this Cyrus character, all I wanted to know is why is he so funny and handsome? <laughs> all right, I'll see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he so funny and handsome? Why is he? I don't know. I don't know who thinks that, but they're incorrect. Yeah. You're you're the sole person, I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't think we've heard that before. We get nothing but complaints about Cyrus. Yeah. All right. Well, my name's Charles. Charles, I'm going to come over to yours after the podcast. Are you coming over today or tomorrow? What's the deal? I'm going to come over to today. Okay, cool. We'll get... All right, cool. We're going to wrap up in a little bit. I'm going to tease it for the pod. Go on. Okay, go. It has to do with work, and it has to do with a serious possible new hire. What? Interesting. In a a very good way. This is all good things. Interesting. Okay. I I mean, I'm Charles, and I'll see you later. All right, see you later, (laughs) Charles. Thank you, Charles. Thanks for calling in. See See ya. I have no idea what he's talking about. I'm his manager, and he knows more about a new hire than me. Hmm. Suspicious. That's really strange. Anyway. I do have... I have an inkling. I have an inkling. Anyway, 
He's completely throwing me off. <laughs> Charles, that Charles. Charles, that gosh darn Charles. And blocking his number. He's never calling the podcast yes, again. Yes, yes. So the trials start, right? And it's it's Norman Chu, uh, Wilson Tong, um, and they all have different weapons. And uh, then we get to Lily Lee. Right. Lily Lee uses the spear. Right. But, oh, by the way, when he's fighting the uncles, he is not killing them. Right. Basically, if you, if you disarm them, you essentially beat them. Right. And you can move on to the next room. Right. Um, so Lily Lee actually almost beats David Chang. Yeah. Ha- she has him up against a pillar yep. and a spear to his neck. Yep. Uh, but she actually says, go on, get out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, so she she allows him to escape. Right. She doesn't want to do this to her son-in-law, to her daughter's husband. But so, she yeah. follows them to the next room. She agrees to help them because she tells them that they won't be able, even together, they won't be able to defeat the next trial. So yeah. um, uh, she has to come with them. Yes. So fights Wilson Tong, blah blah blah. Then we get to Lao Car Wing. So think you get literally, literally, you get five fight scenes in a row. Yes. Right. Yes. Five fight scenes in a row. Gets to Lao Car Wing. Lao Car Wing fights with uh, a pipe, a, a literal long smoking pipe. It's it's very I can't. Grandpa. Grandpa. It's very long. It's like this long, and um, he also has a style which is called. The um, Indestructible Shadow? Invincible Shadow? I can't remember what it's called. Something Shadow. Yeah. Um, where basically it's like, if you're familiar with um, like Sticky Hands, that style in Kung Fu, he basically holds you and grabs you and pulls you in, doesn't let you go. Right. Uh, brings you closer all the time. And basically he's on you like white on rice. Yes. Uh, all the time. He has a fight with David Chang, Cecilia Wong, and Lily Lee. Yeah. Spoiler alert, this is a big spoiler, although we mentioned it earlier. Cecilia Wong dies, Chi Chi dies. Yeah. Uh, basi- He's basically like, fuck all of you. He was like, how dare you go against me? Uh, this guy has to die. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. If you're going to try to stop me, then I'm going to go through you. And that's exactly what he does. He goes through them. Yeah. And yeah, and he he straight up kills them. Yeah. Straight up murders And he, them. and they, but they, you know, but they, um, they protect him and they give him the chance to escape. So he is able to escape. Yeah. Um, so David Chang gets out. They still chase him on horseback. He uh, he uh, bamboozles them and basically ends up jumping into the ocean. Right. He goes to a cave. He lights a torch. No idea how he lights the torch because he is soaking wet. And trust me, he does not have a lighter on him. Yeah. Uh, but he somehow lights a torch with magic powers. <laughs> um, then he's trying to find a way. He's like, oh, my now, God. Now, granted, at this point, I'm just like... I'm under the impression there ain't going to be no mantis no in mantis. this, <laughs> in no this movie. But little did I know, here comes the mantis. We get to a, a literal mantis. And it's a wonderful training sequence. It's so good. It's so good. You didn't oh, like it? I thought it was so silly. Oh, I loved it. No, you don't like it? I mean, I get at one point I was like, all right, he's watching, he's watching the movement of this mantis. But then it got to the point where... I mean, I get, he's mimicking what the man what the mantis does, but if you look at it in a different perspective, you're just like, is this mantis trying to teach him? Yeah, it's a little insect though. It's great. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed you didn't like that. But yeah, I mean, it looked. It just seemed it. It just at one point it just seemed a little silly. 
they go a bit heavy on the mantis. Like exactly. he learns the mantis style, and then he's like, "What happens if I put a stick in a mantis?" And then he learns like the like a pole style. Oh and yeah, then... that's right. He purposely put that little thing in the mantis's little yeah pincers or whatever they're fucking called. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was a little silly. I like I like it. It's good. I love the way he learns the mantis style. Um, it's pretty cool. And then for some odd reason, he builds a giant mantis out of wood. And then fights this wooden mantis. Yes. Uh, but he wouldn't be fighting against the mantis. He'd be using the mantis style against Laogarwing. So it makes was no that sense. The, I didn't think it looked. I didn't think it was supposed to look like a mantis. Oh, 100% it was. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it had the two arms and it was like leaning forward like a mantis. Uh, I, I think so. That. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought, you know, because then he was practicing the indestructible shadow or whatever that style is called. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was just maybe in like how like maybe the arms would how that uh grandpa's arms would be out to grab him you know what i could be wrong i maybe i saw something i, I shouldn't have seen uh maybe That's just maybe. my opinion i don't know i i could be wrong but i think yeah i don't know okay I don't know. um learns his mantis style he also works out that he should use the three section staff um and then he heads back to the house Yep. He rolls up. Revenge. And he goes, I'm here for revenge. <laughs> and he goes, I'm ready to take you all on. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a bunch of fights. He does not use the Mantis style right away. No, he, he uses a series of weapons. He saves it for Grandpa. Yep. He uses a pole, right. three-section staff, right. butterfly swords, and right. twin daggers. Right. Does all that shit. Again, so you've just gotten five fight scenes. Now, you get another five. Yeah. And, s- and switches up weapons. Four, because the auntie's dead. Right. Switches up weapons. Switches up weapons. You're getting eight different weapons in the yeah. last 25 minutes And it's film. great. Each one of them, fantastic. Uh, I would nice. say, yeah. All of the, from weapons forward, from trials forward, I was just like, it made up for, for yeah. me, mm-hmm. the slowness and earlier. And I was just like, boom, this is what I wanted to see. I wanted to see fights. Some of and the then best. I am a weapons girl, and so I was very happy, and especially when that three-section staff uh, got brought out. I Oof. was just like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. I will take this. Yes, yes. auntie. I will take this. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a little nod. I know, right? A little nod to the Like what house. I did there? Like what I did there? A little nod to yeah. the dropouts. If you know <laughs> Arts Called Dropouts, they have a feature film called Yes, Auntie. Yes. Plus, you mentioned a Yes, Auntie earlier. I mentioned my young auntie earlier. Oh, my young auntie. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Yes. Okay. Um, that's okay. Um, then you get the final fight scene. Top 10 fight scene of all time. It's good. It's fucking good. It's good. It's way better than I remember. <laughs> and also, this is what I wanted to say about the fight choreography. In the final fight scene, carefully watch Lao Car Wing and then carefully watch David Chang. Lao Car Wing is the perfect person to do Lau Karlan's choreography. The way he emotes when he fights, it's David Chang is not that level. David Chang's amazing. Don't get me wrong, 
is Mantis Fist is amazing. The fight scene's amazing. David Chang's putting in so much. By the way, there's long takes as well. Mm-hmm. They remember like 40 moves in a row. Mm-hmm. Incredible long takes. But Lao Kar Wing, the way he moves and emotes and like stresses the moves with his face and like waves his other hand when he's using the other hand, it's nuts. He is incredible. Uh, I understand that like obviously Lao Kar Wing's his brother and maybe he just is simpatico with his brother, but Jeez Louise, it's an absolute treat. And it's just a shame that Lau Kar Wing like didn't blow up as much as he should. Um, he should have been absolutely huge. And he's you know, he's kinda huge, but he's you know, he shouldn't he should be as big as I don't know, he should be as big as Samo Hung. Lau Kar Wing's incredible. And what I and this is why yeah, this is why I love weapons more yeah, than just regular like hand to hand, because with hand to hand it just look. I mean, it looks cool, but it looks choreographed, which of course it is. Like it's very, you know, I respond to what you just did. Like you do this, and I'll do this. Whereas with weapons, um, it looks more like a fight instead of like a choreographed kind of thing or a kind of dance. Because yeah, with like shapes and stuff, it's very much a dance where they're where you're you're moving along with your partner. You know what I mean? Um, but with weapons, it just looks a lot better or a lot more. Um, it looks more like a fight. It looks more dangerous. Thank you. Or There's maybe risk. that's it. Yeah. There's or more, yeah, or, hit, more, yeah, or more, or more dangerous. It's just, it's not more react. Is it more reactionary? I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe that's the word I'm you looking for. I don't know. Yourself. Right. If there's a blade coming out, you right. have to throw your weapon up. Right. Yeah. Whereas not, or yeah, it just, I just, I, yeah, I just, to me, they look better. I'm just going to stop the podcast for a second. Not stop it. I'm just going to interrupt Devin for a second. Okay. So I created this podcast for uh, a reason, which was to introduce Devin and Cyrus into Kung Fu films with the hope that at some point they would enjoy a handful. They'd maybe like a Shaw Brothers film. They'd maybe like a Golden Harvest film. And uh, the fact that Devon just said what she just said, the fact that I can have this conversation with Devon about weapons films and about weapons choreography compared to shapes choreography, that is the that is more than I could have asked for with this podcast. That absolutely blew my socks off, and I'm so proud right now. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of me. I'm so proud to be where we are. I am very, very touched and I'm very, very along. happy. I'm coming that, along. That I couldn't have that conversation with Cyrus, <laughs> and I'm just here with Devin, and I had that conversation, and it was I didn't even have a conversation. It was a fucking speech by Devin. I didn't even have to say anything. She was on a roll. I love that. So I just, I'm coming along. I just want to say that's magical. I, you know, me, I, that's magical. I still have some ways to go. Like obviously, you know, stuff escapes my memory. Just remembering each film and the difference between each of them, you know. But yeah, I yeah. know what I I know what I like. I know what I don't like. Yeah. And I'm I'm picking up on things. Oof. I'm I'm so getting good. there. So good. So good. Oh, I made you. I made him proud. You did make me proud. I made you. You made me proud. You made. Yeah. It was just... Uh, uh, I made him proud. <laughs> Do you need a hug? I need, need, I need something. <laughs> I think I need a cigarette. <laughs> Very good. Well done, babe. well done, babe. Thank you. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm coming along. 
Um, I put in my notes, I actually think this is a better weapons film than Legendary Weapons of China. Don't get me wrong, Legendary Weapons of China features more weapons, but this is a better weapons film. So, out of the films that we've watched, I think, from what I recall, Weapons Heavy, and you mentioned it earlier, Heroes of the East, right? Yeah. Um, Five Element Ninjas use some weapons. Yeah. Um, But I think I liked this one more. Yep. This one, these were, this was great. Yeah, understandable. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lakar Wing gets a very grim demise. Indeed. He gets his guts pulled out. Oof. It's pretty graphic. I, I audibly, what did I say? I, aud- I but I audibly said something. Because uh, it was like in a, yeah. Oh, I said like something like, oh dear. Yeah. Um, because, it, you know, it's, you kind of see a shadow of you know um stringy guts uh, stringy guts being held and then and i think i exclaimed i think i was just like oh dear yeah yeah <laughs> pretty pretty great. all right so he wins he gets the 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 uh, secret message with the names of the rebels um and to go back to the emperor to and save his family a... and then we get a fucking plot twist a nuts ending a lot of people say they don't like the ending of this film i would i would agree I, something in me kind of likes it in a way, because it falls in line with that everyone's a villain. I guess, but I was, vibes, so yeah, I was, I one hundred percent was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? So he frees his father. His right. father gets free from jail, right? And his father is stood in front of the emperor with David Chang. Right. All, all has been done. All's great, and his dad poisons his son. Poisons yeah. David Chang. And basically, you see the dad like slipping something into no, the. No, no, no. No, the dad poisons himself. To, right, like slips like Sorry. something into his like wine. He, he drops some poison in his own wine, right? Because he's going to kill himself in order to prove like he's on the side of the Ming's, mm-hmm. trying to overcome the Qing's. Right. But David Chang picks up the poison cup. Right. So. David Chang's dad then poisons his own cup. Yeah. So both of them die at the end. Yeah. Both of them die and the Emperor Basically, lives. Basically, yeah. So plot twist uh, with the dad is, I am not a loyal servant to you. I am with the Mings. Fuck you. Yeah. And I'm going to kill myself and my son. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone dies at the end apart from the Emperor. Yeah. Crazy Phil. Bananas. Crazy ending. Bananas ending. Crazy ending. That was my last note. Fucking plot twist. <laughs> twist that i did not see coming and yeah that's how it ends so yeah with david chang like there's blood coming out of his mouth and you know obviously all of the emperor's guards are just like what the fuck and they're about to attack him yeah not the craziest ending of a mantis based film which is really strange right there are two films that are about mantis style that have absolutely bonkers endings this one but i think the thundering mantis tops it okay yeah I don't know if we're ever going to do The Thundering Mantis, so I'm just going to spoil it for you. Uh, it's got Beardy in it. You'll probably recognize Beardy if you saw him. And uh, he learns Mantis style, and then at the end, he goes crazy. He beats the bad guy, and then he eats him. Oh, dear. Yeah, turns to a cannibal. Oh. You want to do some questions? Yeah. We got a few. Okay. Uh, Mix Master CJ says... Uh, it's actually Mohair Cam. He's just changed his account oh, up. okay. He says, Devon... Do you and Sean ever, or have you tried to, cook together? What's the one thing you need to cook or have Sean cook 
while you're alive. Okay. So here's the thing. Yes. The answer to your question is yes. Sean and I have cooked together. We used to cook together a lot. Um, but then when I started school, um, you know, I would come home from work and I would do school. So while I, uh, uh, during my first semester, Sean cooked, uh, which I am very grateful for. He's a wonderful, excellent husband. So, uh, Sean has been doing the cooking, um, for some time now. So now that I'm, uh, taking a break before starting, uh, my next semester, uh, I attempted to cook the other day. I feel very out of practice. It's like, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember a single fucking thing um, <laughs> from when we used to uh, cook together or when I cooked on my own. Um, and then what was the other part of the question? What's the one thing? What's, what's one thing should we cook? Or one thing you want me to cook? I've got something. I have something that I want to learn how to cook. Not necessarily I want Sean to cook, but I would love to be able to cook. Um, and that's a, that's a Wellington. I'm a big Wellington fan, yeah. you know, watching Gordon Ramsay, watching his shows and his one of his staples on his menu is a beef Wellington. And um, what two years ago, uh, Sean um, found that there's a, a Gordon Ramsay steakhouse in Baltimore. So that's where we went for my birthday. So I got to have a Wellington and it was delicious. Uh, fucking loved it. Um, and so, yeah, I would love to be able to to make one. I'll keep it simple. I used to make lasagna. Oh yeah. Every now and again. Your lasagna was good. And I haven't made a lasagna in so long. Yeah, you said that when I asked you because one day I asked him, I was like, We make a lasagna and you seemed uh uh terrified yeah. <laughs> of, the, of the idea of making a lasagna. I don't know where and, yeah, you have I know lasagna is super here. simple. I know it's super simple. For some odd reason I've just fallen out of whack when it comes to making lasagna. So Yeah, your lasagna was delish. Thank you. Yeah. Your lasagna is delish. <laughs> Um, next question. Next question. There's a few of these, so I'm going to get through. Okay. Adam O'Connor asks two questions. What old movie would you like to watch in the cinema? For example, mm. Casablanca 80th anniversary was last year. How old are we talking? I mean, uh, Casablanca is pretty old. So is that the era? Oh, no, no, no. I, I think he's older. Yeah, just old, older movie. I go as far back as the 90s, you know, something like that. Um, I, so my first time seeing Die Hard was when we went to the Fillmore. So we got to see that on the big screen because I had never seen it before. He says, what film do you want to see well, in the do, cinema? But yeah, no, I know. Okay. But, but, um, we did see Die Hard in the cinema, which we were very lucky. do I want for, to see? Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Jaws uh, on the big screen. Good one. That's a good um, one. Good answer. The original uh, 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 Star Wars, the first one. Yeah, I mind yeah. that either. Yeah, on the big screen, um, maybe Wizard of Oz as well. Uh, I know you were in. Uh, so it. I'd go, I'd go with that. Um, I missed this film when it hit theaters. I don't think I saw it in the theaters, but I think I'd love to watch like Saving Private Ryan in a theater. Oh, that'd be. Cool. I think that would be a good film to see. It was yeah. big, bombastic. I think I, I'd like to see that film. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my other choice would be, I think, I mean, it's not an old film, so I, I it's not that old, so I guess I'm cheating a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I think by Ryan most certainly isn't that old, yeah. Maybe I'll go older. Let me let me pick an old yeah. film. Um, there we go. I'd like to watch a Fulci horror film in, in the cinema, so I would go for House by the Cemetery, The Beyond, or Zombie, probably. Or City of the Living Dead. 
a faulty horror movie. Or Demons. Umberto Lanzi's Demons. Oh, that would be amazing in the cinema. Because not only is it a fantastic horror film, the horror film is set in a cinema. That's my answer. 1908? Oh, I don't even know what year uh, Demons was. Umberto Lanzi's Demons in the theater. That'd be so good. Okay. A theater-based horror in a theater. And then he says, what is the best documentary that you've seen recently? Mine was Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary about Mr. Rogers, which I haven't seen. Um, oh boy. I haven't watched many recently, really. And those that I have seen have not been great. I genuinely enjoyed uh, the Wham! documentary on Netflix. Yeah, because it was through their it was through their own words. Um, yeah. Uh, so I I genuinely enjoyed that. I, there's something else, and I can't. Really bothers me that I can't recall what it was. It was a couple months ago, which isn't mm. helpful. Uh, <laughs> um, God damn it! What was it? Yeah, I don't remember. Sorry. So I'm going to go with Wham. Yeah, the problem with me, documentaries go in, in, in and then go out. They, they go into my brain and they leave my brain cr- pretty quickly. <laughs> All the true crime documentaries, which I've enjoyed. We, uh, yeah, we watch a lot of true crime They're just a mi- mishmash in my head, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the best ones that stand out to me, but I didn't watch it recently, was uh, um, Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. Or kittens, whatever it is. Don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. That's an incredible documentary, but we watched it about three years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't think of a recent one I've watched that really, really blew me away. But I do love documentaries. Um, if there's like a good, I, I love a good serial killer documentary. <laughs> um, so the one about, do you remember the one we watched about Richard Ramirez? Which one? Who was that guy again? Uh, the Night Stalker. Oh, that was good. That was- that was good. I, don't remember, I think it was just called that was, Night Stalker, right? I think so, on Netflix. That yeah. was good. That was very good. Yeah, we didn't watch like two recently. I think it was last year. Yeah. Um, but that was a good one. That was very good. Yeah. All right. I do love a good documentary, though. Um, Leon and Shaz from Hong Kong and Beyond. Shout out to you guys. This is your first question for the podcast. If you don't know Leon and Shaz, head over to their YouTube channel. Um, they are, uh, let's see, they are Hong Kong and Beyond on YouTube. I think they're listed as Big Brother Blu-ray on Instagram. I'm not entirely sure. I could be wrong. But go to their YouTube page, uh, Hong Kong and Beyond, and you'll find them. Uh, they review... they Their collection of Hong Kong cinema is about 300 times bigger than mine. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Um, yeah. So they ask, we see a strong similarity between Shaolin Mantis and Bruce Lee's Game of Death. And they say, can you see it too? I think so. I think there's a similarity there. What happened in Game of Death? Did we watch Game of Death? No. Oh, hold on. We, well, we watched the finale. We actually watched the last 20 minutes. It's the pagoda with Bruce Lee going up each each oh. floor of the pagoda. Sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze. Is that the one where he's in the yellow jumpsuit? Mm-hmm. Got it. Which, of course, is very similar to this. Bruce Lee has technically a right. test or a challenge on Got each it. floor. Got it. And then... uh. Uh, Shaolin Mantis has a test in each part. I wonder if Lau Kalung borrowed that. This was 78. Was Game of Death 78 as well? 
Maybe, maybe. I wonder. I wonder if there's some concept borrowing there. But I definitely see it. But I think they made the best type of film sometimes. Good martial arts films are like, you know, separate like rooms or floors that you go to. And there's a different style on each floor. I, I, I love stuff like that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the rest of the film, not so much. But the uh, the tests and challenges, definitely. Um. Game of Death was 78 as well. Oh, I got it. I nailed it. Um, Rodney, a.k.a. R-Den underscore shapes. That's R-D-E-N-N underscore shapes. Go and follow him on Instagram. I've said this a million times before. He posts the rarest Kung Fu clips you've ever seen um, from TV series and films that you just don't even know exist. And they are... There's fight scenes that will absolutely blow your mind that you never thought you'd see. Um, He asks... Question for everyone on the pod. Which animal style would you like to see that has not been on screen before? You're interested in animal style? Like ones that already exist or like some, or I'm like making up, like choosing an animal. What animal would make a good, a good style? What animal? Kangaroo. (laughs) Okay. Kangaroo box and they kick. Okay. You know what I'd like? You know why that just popped into my head? Go on. Because of AEW and uh, MJF. I thought The someone, kangaroo kick. Someone yeah. did a kangaroo kick in wrestling. <laughs> in uh, pro wrestling. So, you know what I'd like? What? I'd like a guy who styles himself after a bat. Mm-hmm. And he puts on a blindfold to fight. And he uses his ears. And he can, like, hear you. And then he fights. And he does some... I can't... Uh, and, yeah, he wears a cape that's like a bat wing. And there's shapes. He uses... He does, like, kung fu shapes. But he uh, he brings in, like, a cape. Uh, to like distract you and put it in your face, and he but he's blindfolded and he hears you. Interesting. I like that. I think that's quite good. Half daredevil, half Batman. Kind of <laughs> trying to picture it, and I'm struggling. Uh, because what I'm picturing will look silly. Okay. <laughs> so I'm picturing uh one of the villains from uh, Yumu Ping's like Miracle Fighters, but blindfolded. Shout out to anyone who knows Miracle Fighters. Devin does not. I do not. No. Uh, yeah, Bat Style's cool. What else we got? Uh, Gandolfini the Grey asks, if your patrons had to fight Mortal Kombat style tournament to see who is the biggest fan of the podcast, how would you see it playing out? So which one of our, our listeners, which one of our fans would win? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um... Oh boy! You don't know a lot of them, right? You don't know any. I mean, I, I yeah, I just know the common names, so or the common uh, the people that I'm most aware of. Gandolfini the Grey looks strong. He looks like he could get you in a bear hug. Oh yeah, I don't know what they look like. So honestly, I would. So what I'm thinking of who uh, who responds to our stuff the most? <laughs> who seems to? Oh, you're saying who's the biggest fan? Right. Okay. Don Jitsu. Yeah. Don Jitsu is very fit. He goes to the gym. He does a lot of walking. Uh, Don, you're my man. Salute you. Yeah. Uh, I, for for fight wise, I think uh, Gandolfini the Great is uh, a, a strong man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could he could uh, wrestle you, mm-hmm. uh, and he knows kung fu. He practices kung fu. Okay. And he uh, has lots of weapons and knives and stuff. So he's he's a dangerous man. Definitely okay. a dangerous man. That's true. But then. You have art school dropouts. Obviously. You have Joey Min, who's Obviously. got a foundation in Shaolin Kung Fu. And then you've got Steph, 
uh, Seth Pham, who's Taekwondo across the board. And? And then you've got Ange, who is uh, just a fighter through and through. Karate, she's currently training to, to fight at some point. She's got some so kicks. So if three of them come out, oh, she definitely has some kicks. You wouldn't want to be kicked with by her. Yeah. Jesus, Lord, no. She'd take me fucking head off. Um, if three of them came at you together, it's over. It's yeah. done. I feel like they're the obvious choice, though. So I'm not going. Maybe. I'm not going obvious. Maybe I'm sticking with Don. Eloquent martial arts film freak. Martial arts film freak. I think he hits the gym and maybe does some martial arts in the gym. Um, yeah, I don't know the others enough. Don't know a lot of the others enough. Yeah, and I'm not. And I'm. <laughs> and I'm not basing mine on any type of fighting ability. I'm just like who. Who asks us, who follows us the most, who always comments, who seems to be the uh, a big fan. Yeah. And that seems to be Don Chisu. I think Don, if it's about biggest fan or the the people that enjoyed the podcast most, I would say Don Jitsu, mm-hmm. martial arts film freak. Mm-hmm. I think Rama likes it as well. Yeah, I think, I think Rama's so too. a big fan. Yes. But yeah, Rama's also tall. So if he was in a physical fight, height, I think yeah. he's tall anyway. He seems tall. You look tall. Or are yeah. we completely wrong? Are you like 5'4"? Five, four? Five, four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rama also looks like he's uh, just... He's uh, a scrappy gent. He looks like he's just woken from a cave. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks like he'd come at you like a yeti. <laughs> <laughs> we say this with the utmost love and admiration. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love Rama. I love yeah. Rama to Rama's bits. fantastic. Yeah, he just... He looks... Yeah. 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 <laughs> It looks like he once killed a grizzly bear in his bear house, <laughs> somehow. Um, all right, all next right. one. Hi, hi, says a mock pal. Have a question for the podcast. If you can redo one thing from the last year, what would it be and how? what different would you do? Or how would you do it differently, one, I should say? One thing. Oh, boy. I think I know from the last year. Um, so... For those that don't know, I got promoted at the beginning of this year. And uh, I would have adapted to my promotion better. I walked into my promotion very unconfident and kind of lacking the the motivation to become what I needed to be in this role. And I think I'm only just at that point now I'm really, really, like, taken off. Um, but, yeah, I think I think... I think I, I, I think I would have changed the way I viewed my promotion. Um, she would say school, but uh, what grade did you get in school? What was your GPA? I have a four point oh GPA for the first semester, so I did pretty good. That's four point would... four point oh out of ten, right? <laughs> I don't know how school works. No, uh, four point oh is the highest. You I know. Yeah. I know. Um, I mean, with that in, uh, with that, I could have, yeah, I could have, I could have made some adjustments, even though I did, I did well, my time, I struggled with time management and trying to figure that out, given the fact that, you know, I was 39, uh, and I hadn't been to school since I was like, what, 20, uh, so very out of practice, nor was I working full time, uh, when I, the last time I was in school. So trying to figure out, it took me a long time to get into the, the swing of things as far as time management. Um, so maybe, uh, yeah, approaching, approaching that differently. And, um, but I guess maybe I, finding another job. Mm, Okay. Finding another job. 
Like, especially, you know, with our talks of, of moving, um, maybe finding another job so I can make more money. I also would have lost weight uh, earlier on in the year. Oh, yeah, that too. I would have lost weight because uh, losing weight for me was uh, quite a, a goal. And I, when I set my mind to it, it was actually, it wasn't easy, but it was easier than I thought. So I wish I would have tried that earlier on in the year. And yeah, by now too. I would have lost a little more. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah. But we've done good. Yeah, otherwise, there isn't really anything else in the last year that I would have done differently. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe got a video podcast sooner. Maybe, you know, sorted this out because it did take me a long time to build up the strength. And if it wasn't, this is a true story. If it wasn't for art school dropouts, we would not have a video podcast. No, not at all. Fact. Not That's just all. fact. Yeah. And we're still, we're still, we're still struggling. Oh, like... you saw me? We can't even do lighting. I'm falling over. I'm fucking <laughs> spilling ginger ale. We're a nightmare. But then even, but even so, like to get to the point where we want for the, for the channel, it just, it's very time consuming to make videos, but we work full time. And uh, so we're still trying to, to figure that out too. Yeah. Yeah, to bring we want to provide more content. It's just figuring out what that content is, and then figuring out when to do it. Yeah, exactly. and then especially yeah, uh, while I was in in school, I couldn't really participate because all of my free time was to that. And then yeah, he his job is you know he's a manager now, so manager his job takes a lot out of him. Yeah, yeah, he does. But you know, but that's. We ask that you Especially bear with Cyrus us. Cyrus in my team, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we ask that you bear with us. We are, we are trying. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, martial arts film freak. These are the last questions. He asks me, you know how much I love Lee Hoi Sang. What is a lesser talked about person from the seventies to eighties Hong Kong scene that would you have liked to have seen take more leading roles? It relates. I, I actually answered this question in my notes before you asked me, which is crazy. I had this in my notes for this film. Wilson goddamn Tong. Wilson Tong was a villain in everything, and he was never, as far as I know, I don't believe he was the leading man in many films, if any. He was always a villain, and don't get me wrong, he has a very villainous looking face. He looks evil, he looks like a bad guy. Just throw him in a leading role. The man was unbelievably talented. Which one is Wilson Tong? Wilson Tong was the one with the saber. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, in this film. And he's he's incredible. His nickname uh, early on in the British Kung Fu cinema circuit, when people were watching Kung Fu films in like the 90s, maybe even 80s, he's known as the Foot Doctor. Cool nickname. I agree. It's a really good nickname. Yeah, it's very cool. Foot doctor, because he's got some, he's got some fucking heavy leg work on him. Also, as anyone knows, I want to talk about this. Lao Kar Lung's uh, choreography: very few kicks, not many. Oh kicks. yeah, that's true. It's all hands. Yeah, very interesting. I want to delve into that a little more, actually, at some point. Uh, last question, Martial Arts Film Freak again. What's one trick or command that you would like Moon to do or respond to? He says, I watched a video of a hiker whose cat hangs over his shoulder when he walks. I want that I just around that. the house. I think I've seen that. Um, I literally the only thing, well, maybe two things. One, for her to not uh, attack and bite my feet. When I say no, I would love for her to just to understand. Yeah, just understand the just word be no. Like, and just be like, fine. Yeah. And and to stop. So She's that a menace. would be. Our cat's a menace. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, And then. 
Would you want her to be able to use the toilet? She couldn't flush, though. No, it'd be kind of gross. Yeah, I would yeah, agree. I, I used that. to think that, but then after thinking about it, I was like, but they couldn't flush, so then it'd just be poop and pee hanging out in our toilet. I'd like her to do that thing where you go, and she jumps up into your arms. Yes! I would like that. I, would like that. I will take that. So those are my top two. Her understanding and immediately responding to the word no, and then that. I've got that as well. I got that. I don't mind her biting my feet, but she bites I wires. Do. She bites wires all the time. Yeah, and uh, I she, do. I hate she when she bites my feet. Chewed through three pairs of headphones of mine recently in the last month. He, um, okay, here's the thing, you guys. He left them out, knowing that that's what she does. So really, I don't know what he expected. I want to be able to trust her. <laughs> <laughs> but we already know that she's not. Trusting. Yeah, my fault. I did leave them out, and yeah. she, she just she just. In seconds. Oh, yeah. Gone. (laughs) In seconds. I went to the bathroom once, came back, and they were chewed through. Yeah, but he left them. He left them out. In half. He left them out. All right. So, yeah. Guys, we have a Patreon. We do. If you like us and want to hear more of us, we got our Patreon. We got a Food for Thought uncut episode that we do every single time we do a main episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, this episode was interesting because uh, <laughs> we've already recorded Food for Thought uh, uncut and it was a bit spicy. <laughs> and Devin talks about her experience uh, with getting waxed, uh, which happened today. Yes. So she she talks about that. So if you wanna want to know what happened when Devin got her bikini line waxed, Patrons. Honestly, that's really the main reason why I'm not wearing pants. I wore jeans earlier, and it's not like my legs were hurting or anything like that, but um, I wanted them off. Yeah, airing yourself out. <laughs> I wanted I wanted them off. So Yeah. So uh we got a patron. We do. Uh, you can come along and for a small You get to pick a movie. You get to, we got a we got a vote Our out poll there. Is up. A poll out there, sorry, where you can vote on a movie we're gonna cover each month. Or every sorry, every two months. Right. Um, we are doing I'm hoping we can do this next week if Cyrus is around. We wanna do the Roadhouse commentary next week. Yeah, we do moving so, movie commentary. Yep, gonna aim to try if Cyrus will welcome us into his Oh, you'll be on vacation. We can't do it next week. Yeah. Oh ball bags. Yeah. All right. Um, Unless you two can do it on your own. No, we want you to watch it. You've never seen the film, so okay. you've got to be there. Okay. Uh, okay. So coming soon, Roadhouse commentary. We're gonna get that done. Uh, also, I post videos on there. Uh, what else do we do on Patreon? Is that about it? Movie reviews, yeah. movie Blu-ray reviews, updates. movie commentaries, poll. Yeah. Um, Good you release. Uh, just now we um did the fight bite release fight bites um, early. We early. released fight bites early on um, Patreon. So that's also something I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start putting our main channel videos on Patreon a little early, uh, which I think is uh really interesting. And hopefully I'll get them a week early on there. So that'll be fun. Um, as for the YouTube, oh, I should read off our patrons. That's why I pulled up my phone. <laughs> All right, these wonderful people, our beautiful patrons. That's right. We got Miles. Alpha Rookie, Nick, Shane, Nicholas, Amak Pal, Rama, Disconnected, Tristan, Roberts, Article Dropouts, Eloquent, James, Donjitsu, Tina, and Benjamin. 
That's right. Tina's been with us since day one. Day motherfucking one. Remember, if you don't, if you remember, we used to talk about someone called Sky Verbal. Yeah. That's Tina. She's been with us since day numero uno. Yeah. So shout out to her. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Um, got some videos planned in the future. Hopefully next weekend, I'm going to be recording a Kung Fu Sessions with a member of the Kung Fu Cinema community. I've asked him, and we're just trying to work out the logistics. So I'm hoping we can have a little conversation with him, and maybe if everything works works out i will set someone else up to record a fight bites next week as well i won't be launching at the same or uploading them at the same time uh but i'm kind of trying to stock hold them and then release them kind of in the future so i have them available but there you have it look at that look at that ebony and ivory <laughs> sorry everyone. you're idiots yeah uh, Devin's got a Kung Fu t-shirt on. If, if no one's noticed, she's on a Ninja in the Dragon's Den t-shirt on. Get that. That's right. This lady. Look That's at right. her. Yeah. Dream come true. Oh, my um, my Gordon Liu shirt. Mm -hmm. Um, Your blue one? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Which movie was that one? 36 Chambers. That's right. 36 Chambers. <sighs> it got bleach on it, so there's a stain on it. Oh, Lord. And I was livid i love that t-shirt she really does love and that. and i was so i'll buy you a new one angry I'll use you have money get you, a new one. <laughs> you have no idea and i don't use bleach so somehow it happened in the laundry room or when i went to the laundry mat so this will be another thing that'll make me happy once we move i'll have my own washer and dryer in our yeah. apartment and none of these things will happen again but i was i was ah uh, hopping mad ruined my favorite t-shirt um, I don't think I'm going to go to Charles's place. No? No. He texts me and he says he's taking a nap. <laughs> he just said, knock on my door when you get here. I think I'm going to let him nap. And then I'm going to go tomorrow. You sure? Yeah, tomorrow in the day. All right. Yeah, we're going to work. Work out. Uh, we're actually going to work. Oh, really? We're be doing this off podcast, really. So you're going to be here when I bring my mother over? When are you bringing her over? Tonight? Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, no, I'm going to go to Cyrus's. <laughs> <laughs> Running away from my mother, how dare you? See, he's nice. making it seem like my mom's terrible, but I but she's very nice. You like my mom. I do. We had breakfast earlier. She's a lovely woman. Yeah. Lovely woman. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Right. Um, I'm very lucky to have such good mother in mother in law. No, <laughs> uh uh in laws, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm lucky to have very, very nice and pleasant in laws. Me so. too. Shout out to Diane. Shout out to Diane. <laughs> yeah, DJ. <laughs> That's a first and uh, middle initial. Got it. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. We really, really appreciate you. If you're listening Absolutely. on the audio, we love you too. But hey, head over to YouTube, please. Oh, head over to our Patreon. I want to kind of beg people a little bit. I know, I know, YouTube people do this, and it sucks to beg people. But if you watch this video and you like what we do and you enjoy it. Just take like one second out to just hit the like button. That's all I want, right? Because we get views. We get a lot of views sometimes, but we get no likes. We get zero. So either people are watching us and they're like, these guys are fucking shit and I'm not going to like them. But if you do like us, just hit that like button. I, I hate people to do that. Just hit that like button. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What is the benefit of doing that? Because, you know. For us? Yes, okay. or in general, because, yeah, um, obviously, I watch YouTube, too, and I have people that I'm subscribed to, and they say the same thing, but what's the benefit? Long story short, 
the more likes you have, the more likely you're to pop up at the top of the list when people search for things. Oh. Yeah. You beat the algorithm, essentially. Like, uh, originally, when I searched, I think, I can't remember what the first video we did, but let's say we did, uh, uh, when we did um, uh, Reign of Assassins. Yeah. If you went to YouTube and typed in Reign of Assassins, our video was, like, on the ninth page or some shit. Oh. So, okay, if you like it. the video, it gets us more exposure. It got gets people it. setting their eyes on us, and we would really, really appreciate that. So, oh. please, if you do well, like... in that case, oh, my God, please. <laughs> please. If you, if you watch us and you don't like us, that's fine. Understandable. I get it. But if you do watch us and you do like us, please just hit the like. You don't have to comment. Although no, I'm wondering. Cool. Maybe people just don't like us. Maybe. Oh. What, what? Um, and subscribe if you do like us as well please subscribe uh i'm not doing that whole thing where we're trying to get to this many subscribers just we get we'd like to get as many as possible that's awesome yeah um so anyway uh thank you so much if you do like us thank you so much if you are a subscriber we really really appreciate you we love doing this we have a lot of fun yes and uh next uh next episode next episode what we're doing next episode i don't know what we're doing next episode john woo's the killer all right Doing a John Woo film starring Chow Yun Fat. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be an exciting one. Um we do some heroic bloodshed, which we haven't done since we did hard boiled. So we're gonna do another uh heroic bloodshed film. Ooh, these just bullets flying, like in yeah. like in uh hard boiled. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the killer's a good one. Okay. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything. The killer's great. Okay. Um but yeah. Go ahead and uh, watch that when it gets released. That will be in two weeks. We appreciate you, and we will catch you next time. Yeah, buddy.